You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks. There is a formula out there with general managers in how to construct an offense, and it is not at the running back position. Trust me, I've had several conversations. It is not at the running back position. So no matter what they do, how they try to orchestrate, there's always going to be a rookie coming in, coming out of college, that these teams are going to be able to sign their rookie deal and just wear them down for the next four to five years, possibly six. This is how it works and nothing that Saquon or Tony Pollard or Josh Jacobs or Derrick Henry nothing these guys are going to do is going to change that it is what it is just like Saquon tweeted but now Saquon's got himself caught up he's the voice he's the face look what's happening here it's a lot it's a lot you're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN Anita Marks with you hour two here on 98.7 ESPN 800-919-3776. Leaderboard update presented by Glenn Fitch. Uh, We've got the Open taking place across the pond. Uh, Brian Harmon back to 10 under. He's even through 11. Datagoff gives him a 49.5% chance of winning. John Rahm just tore up the course today with an 8 under. So so he is 6 under on the board. So he's 4 shots back right now. Datagoff gives him a 9.7% chance of winning. Some other guys that did well today, Victor Hovland, five under through the day. So he's five under on the board. Um, I'm trying to think. Hold on one second. Uh, so Sun JM, four under through the day. He's two under on the board. Can't lay four under through the day. He's one under on the board along with Ricky Fowler. Again, that's your leaderboard update brought to you by Glenfitch Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, the world's most awarded single malt whiskey, skillfully crafted, enjoy responsibly. Glenfitch Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, uh, alcohol by volume 40%, 2023, imported by William Grant Sons, New York, New York. All right, let's take your calls, 800-919-3776. Let's go to Floyd in Harlem. Harlem in the house. What's up, Floyd? Yes, how you doing, Anita? Thanks for having me. What I like to say is, now examine this very carefully. Mm-hmm. Barkley, I think, showed and gave the option to Jones to carry the ball more because he's he's doing less fumbles. He's showing him how to carry it, and he's showing him when to run. That leaves Barkley and less options to get hurt. It leaves him in less chances to get hurt. And but if you look at it, Barkley is playing three positions. He played quarterback. He'll throw to him, and then he'll run it, and then he also catch. He'll catch it as well. I think the man should get um, um, franchise pay. What? Well, he's got franchise tagged, Floyd. So he's playing for ten point one million dollars. And, and thanks for the phone call, Floyd. Uh, uh, again, uh, uh, what's being reported out there is that the Giants, at one point in time, the best deal that they had offered him was three years, eleven million dollars a year, and uh, a um, uh, guaranteed money at twenty-two to twenty-three million dollars. That's that's what was offered. Uh, Saquon turned it down. They went to Saquon first before they went to Daniel Jones. And then they turned their attention on Daniel Jones, got the deal done with Jones, and then turned around, tagged Saquon, and then tried to work out a deal. But again, keep in mind, there's only it, it's, it's not like there's unlimited funds, okay? There's a cap here. And the Giants have $4.5 million um, left in cap space. 
And keep in mind, it's a long season. Guys are going to go down. They're going to need you, you need you, you can't go into the season with no cap space because eventually you're going to have to bring somebody else in. You're going to have to sign someone. You're going to have to do something when the season starts or throughout the season, I should say. So it's it's it, it's not like there's a lot of wiggle room here that the Giants are working with. Okay? Keep that in mind. Let's go to Steve in White Plains. Steve, you're up. Hey, thanks for the moment here. So um, I've been watching the Giants for 55 years. Um, I've been I've been on the fence about Saquon Barkley and how much he should get paid and all this. But you know what? I trust the new regime. They've given me every reason to trust them up to this point. But what I'm baffled about is how all of the talk about Saquon has turned into bash Daniel Jones. And other than you, I think you're the only one that has been supporting Daniel Jones since day one, like me. Uh, The football media has been disrespecting this guy, including people on ESPN radio. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've been disrespecting him since year one. It's pretty obvious to me that he's a darn good quarterback with a lot of potential. It it has been since day one. So, and, And one example of the bashing that I'm talking about is yesterday, Bart Scott, who I love, and I think he's a highly intelligent man, but he's talking Saquon and he's turning the entire conversation into bashing Daniel Jones. I couldn't believe it. And he's talking about how Daniel Jones only had 15 touchdowns last year. I'm tired of hearing people say that because he also had seven touchdowns rushing the ball. That's 22 if you know how to do math. Mm-hmm. So... What is this with this bashing, disrespecting Daniel Jones for four years now? He's on his fourth coach, fourth offensive coordinator. Steve, you're you're preaching, as you know, you're preaching to the choir, boo. Um, Steve, thanks for the phone call. A a few things here, okay? Um, Number one, uh, I think think Daniel Jones has become a punching bag, right? Uh, Dave Gettleman's selection comes in from Duke. I think a number of people were shocked that the Giants took him where they did. Um, but I'm with you. I, I feel that, that that Daniel Jones has been sold a bag of lemons since he's been here. Has not had a, a solid offensive line to play behind. He's had a plethora of offensive coordinators. So each and every year, talking about Robert Sala saying, oh, Zach Wilson's back to his rookie year. He has to learn a new system. Well, guess what? You know how many systems Daniel Jones has had to learn since he's been here? Freaking ridiculous. So there's that. And what has he been working with? Chicken salad out of chicken poop. I say it all the time. With all due respect to Slayton, Slayton would be a number three on somebody else's roster. So subpar offensive line, um, a revolving door of offensive coordinators, and no talent to work with outside of Saquon Barkley. So, yeah, Giants fans want to use Daniel Jones as a punching bag? Go right ahead. I want to see how many how many quarterbacks would, would do as well as Daniel Jones has done, okay, with the crap that he's been working with since he got here. I, that's what I want to see. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and I, I'm, I'm looking here. I'm looking around the NFL. Okay. I've got, I've got all the teams up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out a list of quarterbacks who I'd rather have Daniel Jones over. Okay. And if you disagree with me, you call in and you tell me why. 800-919-3776. Okay. Um... I'd rather have Daniel Jones over Tua. You know why? Tua is one concussion away from his 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 career being over. Okay? So there's that. Right? Um, uh, Texans? I, I mean, 
whatever. Uh, good luck with that. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts, I'd rather have Daniel Jones over Anthony Richardson. I'll tell you what, I think Anthony Richardson is going to be one of the biggest busts, just like Trey Lance. Okay? Uh, I'd rather have Daniel Jones over Ryan Tannehill. Uh, in the AFC West, um, rather have Daniel Jones over Jimmy Garoppolo, and I like Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo isn't winning your fantasy football league, but you know what he is winning? Games in the NFL. That's for sure. So, uh, but I'd rather have Daniel Jones over Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, in, in the NFC West, I'd rather have Daniel Jones over uh, Murray. 49ers don't even know who their quarterback is. Rather have Daniel Jones over any of those quarterbacks that potentially are going to start or play for the 49ers. One would argue that you'd rather have Daniel Jones over Geno Smith. Rather have Daniel Jones over Baker Mayfield. Any of the quarterbacks at Carolina or Atlanta. I'd rather have Daniel Jones than Justin Fields. Justin Fields has not proven to us that he can even throw a football yet. Accurately, consistently, he has not. Now is, now is, is Justin Fields going to win you your fantasy football league? Probably is. Why? Because he could run the hell out of the ball. And he's got more weapons to work with this season. But still, I'll take Daniel over Justin Fields. One would argue that you'd want, you'd want Daniel over Goff. I don't know. I'm on the fence there. I, I'm expecting Goff to have a really good season this year with the Lions. Rather have Daniel Jones over Jordan Love. Rather have Daniel Jones over Kirk Cousins, even though Kirk Cousins wins games for you. And by the way, Kirk Cousins consistently top 10 quarterback in fantasy football. But I'd still have Jones. Rather have Jones than anybody in Washington. So, you know, be, be careful what you wish for, Giants fans. There, there's, there's, there's a lot of bad quarterbacking out there. There's a lot of bad quarterbacking out there. When we get back, we'll continue with your calls. John, Danny, Mike, Ira, hang tight. Anita Marks with you on the Saturday afternoon here on 98.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Going to take my dogs to the dog park uh, as soon as the show is over. And then uh, I've got a show 
uh, I'm going to see in Brooklyn a burlesque show in Brooklyn tonight. You guys ever been to a burlesque show before? Burlesque. What is that? Um, I'll just let you Google it. Oh, okay. And then we'll circle back, Harvey. 800-919-3776. Let's continue with your calls. Let's go to... <laughs> Um, let's, let's go to John in New Jersey. John, welcome in. Hey, Anita. Thanks for having me on. First time caller, long time listener. I think welcome. you're fantastic. Oh no, thank you. Um, so I think you put the Daniel Jones thing extremely eloquently. I know I didn't tell the trainer about that. So I just wanted to add that to my commentary. It's supply, simple supply and demand. I mean, the, people don't know, people don't understand these got these teams have actuaries for GMs nowadays. I mean, they can... They can tell you who's going to be injured, who's not. They can tell you who's durable, who's not, what kind of production they're going to have. It's, it's out of this world. And people that don't believe that, they're simply out of touch. And unfortunately, like you said, there just isn't more than 30 of these guys walking the planet right now. There just isn't. Isn't, isn't, that, isn't that unbelievable? Isn't that unbelievable, John? That the, 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 gazillion, the gazillion people that we have walking on this planet, we don't have 32 excellent NFL quarterbacks. We're lucky. We're right. lucky if we have 20. We're lucky if we have 20. Out of all the human beings walking on the planet right now, we're lucky if we have 20 quarterbacks who actually could start, play, and produce in the NFL. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. And then onto the Barkley thing, if you don't mind me rambling. Um, it's unfortunate, but I mean, I'm, I'm older than you, Anita. I'm 46, but the game evolves. It's past, It's unfortunately passing running backs a little bit by right now. Uh, I happen to have played college football. I was a fullback. How many fullbacks are running around the NFL right now? Not too many. It's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's not. It's not. It's not part of. Yeah, but, it's not part of the game plan anymore. No nope. value as a value position is part of the game. So unfortunately, his value has plummeted, and people aren't ready to realize that because he's, he's so amazing, right? He's got incredible athletic ability. He can do so many things. But the numbers just don't work, and they're not going to break the mold for him. So I love the way you put that as well. And then last, I think the funny thing, you mentioned quarterbacks, and, and I'm, I'm a Giants fan, but I'll comment on the Jets. I think everybody's making a little bit too much about out of this darkness retreat thing that they say that Aaron Rodgers went to over the summer, saying he wasn't going to play football anymore. Do we all really think that, or was he using that as leverage? I'm interested in what you think. Yeah, I, I, I don't – John, I – I don't know, you know, and, and thanks for the phone call and thanks for the compliments. You know, Aaron Rodgers is an interesting cat. I, I don't, I don't, I, I really don't know what to make of him. You know, I, I think he's, uh, you know, I, I think he's, he's uh, out of a different mold. So I, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to sit here and assume anything. I, I really don't know. I've never met him. I've never spoken to him. So I'd be speaking out of, out, out of line. I just don't know. Let's go to Danny in Long Island. Danny, you're up. Good afternoon, Anita. First thing, you know, don't knock chicken salad. There's nothing wrong with chicken salad. <laughs> Especially a Waldorf chicken salad. Now, it's funny. I was I was getting ready to talk about Barkley. You recited the quarterbacks that you'd rather have, you know, Daniel Jones over. And off the top of my head, you only had five quarterbacks that were in the AFC that so, you, so, you, so there are 11 quarterbacks in the AFC better than Daniel Jones. In the NFC, you recited, I think, about 14 and 15. And if that has been the biggest imbalance in the history of the National Football League, that Anita's respected opinion, that would be about 15 of the top 20 quarterbacks, in your estimation, 
are in the AFC, and then we can have arguments with some of the other ones. I mean, that's well. The, the NFC, the NFC is a complete joke this season. I've, I've got Seattle winning the West because again, who's quarterbacking for the 49ers, right? I've got well, Seattle way, winning the West, I, and, and let me tell you something. I think Seattle's going to surprise some folks this season. They're going to go to the playoffs, and I think they're going to make a run. Um, in the NFC South, the, the Saints wouldn't have given Derek Carr $100 million guaranteed if they didn't think that that division was for the taking and they would make it to the postseason with him. So I've got the Saints winning the South just because Atlanta, Carolina, and Tampa are going to be god-awful. In the North, I've got Detroit, but I do believe the Minnesota Vikings and the Bears are going to be somewhat competitive. Uh, I, I'm just I'm writing the Packers out, you know, um, and then the most competitive division in the NFC is going to be the East with Dallas and the, and the Eagles. And then you, you got to hope that the Giants at least compete for, can compete for the second spot and, and, and get in as a, as a wild card. Well, I was saying to somebody before I get to Barkley, I said, uh, if, if, Pickett, if Pickett, my quarterback, has a good second year and progresses, he, would be, he still might be the fourth-best quarterback in their division, and he'd be the fourth-best quarterback in the NFC. That's how weird it is. As far as Barkley's concerned, well, I, it's unfair that I believe the Giants – it's not about the salary. They made him play last year without a contract for this year, and now this year again with the franchise. Does he just want to have a two-year contract, so knowing if he goes out this year, if he gets injured, at least he's compensated for next year? Because they're really making him play – Three years in a row. If they franchise him this year and then they franchise him again next year, they're really making him play three years in a row on a contract, which doesn't really happen that much, and it definitely doesn't happen anywhere in the NFL except to a running back. And that's but Danny, they sense. offered him a lucrative. They offered him a lucrative deal. Again, what's being reported? They offered him a three-year, three-year, eleven million dollar a year, twenty-two to twenty-three million dollars guaranteed. He should have taken that then. That 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 puts him that puts him in the top five echelon of running backs. That deal puts him in the top five echelon of running backs. And the running and in one play has not passed the NFL down. It's still an integral part of these offenses with the blocking, the screen passes, the draw plays. It's just they're more easily replaceable. Kansas City had a guy go down once a game in fantasy. That guys are crazy, and the next guy stepped up, and he's got four catches for seventy three yards because the quarterback. It's fantastic, and it's just about knowing the system and putting yourself in the right place, and you catch a screen pass, and there's nobody around you, and you run down the field. And that's, the, that's what the running back is now. But it's important. It's just replaceable. Appreciate the phone call, Danny. Let's go to Brian calling in from uh, Milburn. Brian, welcome in. Good afternoon. Hey, 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 Anita. You know, everything you said about Daniel Jones, I felt for years. If he was on the 49ers, We'll be Super Bowl favorites. I love him as a quarterback, and I understand how people beat him up based off Barkley. You know, quarterbacks get paid more. That's just the name of the game now. And he's a good quarterback. You get him the right pieces in an offensive line. I hear you, Brian. You're preaching to the choir. Let's go to Ira in Staten Island. Ira, welcome in. Hey, how are you, Anita? How are you? Great. So, um, can you can switch over to the Jets here, of course, and, you know, you, you don't have a crystal ball, but I, I'm very surprised the way Rodgers has approached this. And to me, he's done everything opposite that I thought he would do. And this guy is all in. I mean, I've witnessed out here. I, I've gone to 40-plus years of jet practices. I've never seen a leader. Basically, he's a player coach on the field. And it's such a pleasure to see. 
And it's good to see that the young players are feeding off of him and listening to him and the energy he gives. And defensively, they actually – and once again, I know it's early in camp. You can't make too much out of what's going on on the field except just you get the vibe of the team. The defense has a major chip on their shoulder. And that's a good thing to see. And I heard Cynthia with you earlier. Uh, I, I, I'd be stunned, okay? We don't know about health. You go up people get hurt. I'd be stunned if the Jets don't uh, get in the playoffs. And I know you're going to disagree with me. I'm, if Tua doesn't play 17 games, I think the Jets are winning the division. Um, yeah, I, I just I, I just don't see the Jets unseating. Thanks for the phone call, Ira. The Buffalo Bills. Um, this is going to be a very competitive division. I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Patriots. I think the fact that they signed Bill O'Brien and brought him in as the offensive coordinator, I think is going to help Mac Jones tremendously. Um, uh, I think their defense is going to be good. And there's some talk and speculation that Bill Belichick is on the hot seat. When, 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 is he, when have you ever heard that heading into a season? Now, I, I, don't know, I don't know how much I believe that, but if there is any truth to it, um, he's gonna. He's he's definitely gonna have to coach his butt off this season. Let's go to Mike in Manhattan. Mike, you're up. Hey, Anita. Pleasure to talk to you. Um, I appreciate you letting me on. So I'm a, I'm like a psychotic Jets fan, but I want to be <laughs> realistic and mm-hmm. go into this season. If the Jets win the division and lose the first playoff game, that to me is a success because they haven't won a division in 20 over two decades but here's but here's the thing here and 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 don't go anywhere mike i'm not going to hang up on you i want to have this conversation based on everything even aaron alluded to it right after everything the jets gave up to get him making it to the playoffs suffice no way man this is a jets organization they have sacrificed their future to bring no, I, I, Aaron Rodgers here, it, it in my so my bar, Mike, is AFC Championship game. It, it's it's it's. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's Super Bowl or bust. But this this Jets team, to me, it's AFC Championship game, win or lose. You make it to the AFC Championship game, okay. Now what you have given up for Aaron Rodgers, okay. It's not yeah, just no. about getting to the playoffs, Mike. No. So this is where I, I differ. So, yes, to be to make everything worth it, yes, AFC Championship game. But when you look at the Jets, especially me being a Jets fan, you look at them and just the, the suffering that I've been through, if they went the wild card and won a game or if they won a division, to me those are just about equal and – I haven't seen a lot of that ever. I'm 32 years old, and I've seen them win a couple playoff games. It's it's sad. So if they do that, that is successful. It may not be the bar of AFC Championship game, which that really should be. I mean, it really should be Super Bowl with all the everything that's going on. But when reality sets in, if they if they're a wild card and win a playoff game, or if they win a divisional, or if they win the division. To me, I feel like that is a building block that that's, that can set them forward, my opinion. Appreciate the phone call, Mike. Thank you. 800-919-3776. We come back, we're going to switch gears. 
Uh, Julia Elbaba is going to join us. Women's World Cup soccer kicked off last night against Haiti. They won 3-0. Their next, their next match is Wednesday night, 9 o'clock, uh, against the Netherlands. It'll be their most difficult opponent in their group. Um, also, we'll take a look ahead. The U.S. Open is coming to town. So uh, that next. We'll continue with your calls, though. So hang tight. Chris, Richard, Manny, Anita Marks with you on this Saturday afternoon here on 98.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Julia Obaba joins us now. She usually joins us to talk some tennis, and we'll get to that in a second because we've got the U.S. Open that's coming to town, uh, but she's also covering women's uh, USA soccer, of course, for the World Cup, women round, uh, or I should say group stage game one against Vietnam last night. Uh, the ball dropped at 9 o'clock. USA won 3-0 against Vietnam. But here's the thing, Julia. I had them minus 6.5. Uh, they should have absolutely destroyed Vietnam. Vietnam ranked 32nd in the world. This is their their World Cup debut. Uh, they only have one player who's on their on their roster uh, that plays, you know, as we would call, quote-unquote, professionally outside of their own uh, country team. This should have been an absolute beatdown, but it wasn't. Why? You're so right, Anita. It really should have been, but let's break it down. There's a lot riding on this U.S. Women's National Soccer Team stack. So they're going for the three-peat after winning two previous years, four times total wins since the, the tournament's inception in 1991. And this roster, this 23-player roster, is such a mix of newcomers and veterans. And I think that actually contributes to why it wasn't a total beatdown. We had 14 players make their Women's World Cup debuts last night. So that's kind of a big deal between nerves and just new talent out on the field. I think that all contributed. You know, you have new teammates 
finding their footing out there on the international stage. Like that, this is a completely different ball game out there. So, like you said, we did expect something like 13 and zero as the U.S. beat Vietnam in 2019. We only saw three and zero. You know, the U.S. had 27 attempts but only eight shots on target. 13 missed the mark, and six were blocked by defenders. I guess you can say, though, it was a little bit more interesting to watch than maybe a 13-0 and beatdown that we saw in 2019. Um, yeah, but, but, you know, again, um, I was expecting a lot more dominance, and we didn't see it. And in, in reading up, um, I was at a, a birthday dinner last night, so I was following along on my phone, but I didn't, I wasn't able to watch the match, but like, so, so, so for example, um, Ertz, uh, played center back for the first time in, in, in a long time. Like, like there, there's some talk and speculation that the coach was trying to outwit and maybe he did too much and, and not sure if maybe this was the wisest thing for them to do considering now coming up on Wednesday, they have their most difficult opponent, on Wednesday night against the Netherlands. Um, were you were, were you surprised with the lineup in the starters that we saw last night against Vietnam? I wasn't too surprised. You know, we like I said, it's just like it's a brand new roster with new players, and you got players like um, Becky Sauerbrunn, who got injured before the World Cup, Mallory Swanson out due to injury, and, of course, Megan Rapino retiring after the 2023 season. I just think there was just, you know, a lot of new faces on the Women's World Cup team that it just, you know, you had to challenge some people in the start. In the start. So it, it will be interesting. With that being said, um, what can we anticipate? Like I said, you know, not, not a, a, a very uh, grueling group for for the for Team USA, uh, they should win all 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 three games, uh, but this one coming up on Wednesday will be their most difficult against the Netherlands. Uh, what can we anticipate there, Julia? Yeah, absolutely. This on paper is most definitely the most difficult group stage match for USA. This is actually a repeat of the 2019 Women's World Cup final. So. You know, there's a lot riding on this. I do think the U.S. will pull through. They do have an 8-1-1 one one record against the Netherlands in the 10 games they have played. But I do believe the U.S.'s defense will be tested a lot more. You know, Vietnam didn't have too many looks at the goal, but I think that now with the Netherlands being a bit more aggressive, more talent on the team, I definitely think this group stage match will be harder. And then, of course, we get to Portugal in our last and final group stage match and another one that should be more straightforward, like Vietnam. So, um, uh, needless to say, should I, I, I not lay the six and a half <laughs> against the net? Like, do you, think consider, do you think considering that this is going to be the most difficult uh, match of the group, that they that the United States and their captain, that their coach, will put their best foot forward and will play their best players. Yeah, I, I would have to have to believe so. Um, you said the odds there were six and a half. Well, so so last night I took I took oh, last night yeah la, last night I took the United States minus six and a half. I thought that that they would win by 
at least seven goals. They should have, at the listen, Julie, at the end of the day, they should have destroyed Vietnam. It, it, it should have been worse than Thailand winning 11-0. They should have destroyed them. Yeah, no, so, I, I hear you, and I, I don't think we'll have, a, like, I don't think the Netherlands will get destroyed, but I do agree that Vietnam should have. I mean, it does make it more interesting, though, for TV, doesn't it? Not for, you know, we don't love that for the U.S., but it, it's a better watch for us, right? <laughs> um, yeah, but not for, my, not for my bank account, that's for sure. Uh, Julia, <laughs> be, before... <laughs> Before we let you go, Julia Elbaba, uh, former uh, tennis pro, of course, uh, we have her on all the time previewing our, our majors, uh, but is also covering uh, U.S. women's soccer for the World Cup. Before we let you go, Carlos Alcaraz, phenomenal performance at Wimbledon, uh, beats Djokovic, who, by the way, did you, did you hear Djokovic's comments uh, this, this week saying that he's never played a player who's possessed as much talent as Carlos? He, he pretty much what he said is Carlos is better than Nadal. Carlos is better than Federer. Carlos is the best tennis player he's ever gone up against. Were you surprised with those comments from Djokovic? I am not fully surprised. And I do think this is now a new rivalry we're going to see for the remainder of Djokovic's career, which I think I mentioned a few radio shows ago that I think he's got, you know, a bunch of more years left. So I think it's going to come down to Alcaraz Djokovic consistently. And what I'm most excited about is now Alcaraz has a ton of confidence, right? But how is he going to deal with that confidence? You know, it's one thing to win the U.S. Open last year, but then another thing to win the French or to win Wimbledon after beating Djokovic. So how will he continue with that momentum? But now also, what is Djokovic doing to train for the U.S. Open? Maybe now he has a little bit more ammunition to train harder now that he knows that someone's on to him. So I am very excited to see them match up again, hopefully at the U.S. Open. Now that will be good, good like a great sports game right there. Yeah, I'm trying to get my hands on some tickets uh, because now uh, Carlos Alcaraz has now made me a huge fan and I want to go out to the U.S. Open to see him play. Uh, he is favored to win the U.S. Open at plus 125. Djokovic is plus 160. Based on what you saw from Carlos, the comments that we heard this week from Djokovic, uh, is, is it wise to put money right now on Carlos Alcaraz at plus 125 to win the U.S. Open? Who do you have winning as of right now, Julia? Well, I feel like a broken record. Uh, on the hard course, I just think Djokovic is unstoppable. Um, I, I'd love to see what he's doing to train between now and then. Of course, we won't see him compete between now and then because he only plays the Grand Slam. Alcaraz will be playing matches between now and the U.S. Open. So uh, it's so hard to tell Anita. I, I got to still go with Djokovic, though, but it, it's definitely making me think a little bit more now because Alcaraz is, is, you know, I'm not saying even the next big thing. He is the big thing right now. He is the big thing, that's for sure. Like I said, I, I don't remember the last time I'm, you know, texting folks and asking for favors to get tickets to go see the U.S. Open and to see Carlos play. So we'll see if I can get out there. Uh, Julia, thank you so much for joining us. Really do appreciate it. You have a fantastic weekend. Thank you, Anita. Enjoy the weather. You got it. Julia Obaba joining us uh, again. Women's USA Soccer, the World Cup in action. They beat Vietnam last night 3-0. Their next match, 
Wednesday night, 9 p.m. against the Netherlands. Uh, we'll see if Team USA can three-peat. 800-919-3776. We come back. We'll continue with your calls here on 98.7 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Definitely, I think they will be in the playoffs. You know, there's too much talent in that clubhouse. I think it's just a philosophy thing. Look, I think Aaron Boone gets way too much of a hard time, I think, with what the cards has been dealt. I think he's very limited on what he can do. You have a very stagnant roster, which presents challenges. And I think, look, about a decade and a half, the Yankees decided to go 100% analytics, uh, something they haven't done for the past century. Uh, in that past century, they won 26 championships and and one in 09 and I think sometimes that's too much I I think you have teams or the the analytics team is is not doing their job right but you have a great blend with Atlanta Braves where they have a great leader in Alex Anthopoulos Uh, they have a great data science uh, department but they also have over 150 years of Major League Baseball experience in that dugout with managers and coaches that provide a tremendous deal of, of value to that roster it's Alex Rodriguez on the Michael K show spewing what I had Ben Ruda, former Yankee, spent a lot of time in the minors, a few cups of coffee up here in the majors, and uh, had him on as soon as they hired Sean Casey to really kind of uh, pull the curtain back and give Yankee fans a, a, a look behind. He said the same thing. Too much analytics, hiring these guys from NASA to come in and tell these guys how to, how to, how to take batting practice. <laughs> what a joke. What an absolute joke. So uh, stuff's got to change. Stuff has to change. Uh, Yankees, they did beat Kansas City 5-4. Billy McKinney uh, gave up three runs, uh, or I should say had three, a three-run home run, and uh, really played some, some, some great defense. Schmidt gave up three runs, five hits in a little over five innings. Holmes walked away with his 12th save on the season. You've got Garrett Cole uh, going at it right now. He's 9-2 with a 2.78 ERA uh, going up against Singer, who's uh, on the bump for Kansas City, who's 6-7 and seven with a 5.7 ERA. Let's go to our phone lines. We've got Manny calling in from Flushing. Manny, welcome in. Hey, Nina. How you doing? Great. Good to hear. Um, listen, man, look, at the end of the day, I feel my Saquon because, like, he felt, he feels like, listen, I can't listen. I was you, you dropped me five years ago, right? Be, a year before about Daniel Jones, 
I was I was there during the bad times when we couldn't even get a win like six or seven games. And yes, I was hurt for two for the last for those two years. But I was the one who helped you got you in the playoffs, something and help you win a playoff game, something you hadn't had since winning Super Bowl forty six. I should get compensated. Look, I get the running back, like being a running back, it has his uh, miss, uh, miss, um, has his merits. But at the same token, I was the one who helped you got there and plead. But you paid Daniel Jones much um, of money, despite the fact he hasn't really accomplished anything. But I was there during the dark, during the bad times. I'm a, because if I were, because I, I don't blame Saquon for that because he felt that. Excuse me. Don't forget about me. I was the one who helped you when we were when we were struggling. But but Manny, again, the Giants offered Saquon a deal before Daniel Jones. They wanted to lock in Saquon before Daniel Jones. Saquon turned down the deal that they offered him. Three years. This is what's being reported. Three years, eleven million dollars a year, anywhere between twenty two to twenty three million dollars guaranteed. Saquon turned it down. They said, Okay. We're going to shelf this. We're going to try to work out a deal with Daniel Jones. We got to work out a deal with one or the other. Couldn't afford both. Um, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm going to ask you. Yeah. Can I, 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 can I ask you one thing? If do you think that he'll be he'll be he'll sit out for the season, or he will he will return some point in the season? Manny, it's 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 a great question. Appreciate your call. We've been talking about it for the majority of the show. Um, I think what's going on here is that you've got a slew of running backs now and, and those that have deals, right? Um, who are, and, and more importantly, those that are coming up soon to get deals like a Najee Harris. And, and I think they're asking Saquon Barkley or they're hoping, I should say, that Saquon Barkley is the face of, of, of trying to help institute change at the running back position. And they're hoping that Saquon Barkley um, stands strong. And so what's the bigger fight here? You know, should Saquon Barkley be, uh, should he be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, um, not, uh, I don't know why arrogant is coming to mind, but that's selfish. Should Saquon be selfish and be like, dude, every time I miss a game, it's $590,000. I got a family. I've got mouths to feed. I've got a family to help support. Or is the big picture here like, no, I'm going to stand strong. This is unfair, not only for me, but for the running backs in the NFL. Um, it will be interesting to see what happens. Every game he misses, it's $590,000. Let's go to Richard in Manhattan. Richard, welcome in. Good afternoon. Anita, what you said before is true. This is bigger than the Giants and Saquon. Mm-hmm. This is the NFL. They don't want a running back controlling the ball three yards in a cloud of dust. Those days are gone. They want up and down vertical football, fantasy island numbers. They want the uh, the fantasy, uh, you know, all these games that they play to kids. That's what they want, 42-38 games. That's just what they want. Don't touch the quarterback. Don't breathe on the quarterback. The new running backs will be like – They'll all be like uh, Debo Samuel or uh, Christian McCaffrey. They'll be scat backs who can catch the ball and take it to the house every time they catch the ball. That's what the new running back will be like. It has nothing to do with uh, Saquon or the New York Giants. Look, if a pitcher came over to uh, a cashman right now, a complete game pitcher, they'd say, no, we don't want no complete games. You're going to go six innings, right? If, if uh, 
uh, hockey player, uh, defenseman, was at the line at the uh, in front of the goal uh, in front of the goal and cleared out the def- uh, the uh, offensive guys. They don't want that. They want a rushing defensive uh, defenseman uh, in baseball in in uh, basketball. If you had a shutdown defender coming out of college, would the NBA want it? No. Does he shoot threes? No. The games have changed. They're looking for different kind of players. It's unfortunate. I don't like it personally, but this is the way the game is. It's unfortunate. And I got a quick point on the Yankees. Two quicks. The Yankees just scored a run the way they should have been doing it all year. Volpe is on second. He steals third, and then a sacrifice fly drives him in. That's called building a run, something the Yankees never, ever do. But that's how they just scored their run against Kansas City. And the thing with the Yankees, we got to trust Cashman. Two years ago, he got us Rizzo at the trade deadline. Last year, he got us Carpenter. Let me tell you, Carpenter was a better version than Judge last year in, in uh, August and October. He was unbelievable left-handed bat at Yankee Stadium. And I believe when he went down and he got hit with the foul ball, that's when the season ended for the Yankees, and they still haven't recovered from losing Matt Carpenter because that guy was really, really a force last year. So that's all I got to say. You need to always a pleasure yeah, Richard you're the only one who's saying uh, we got to still believe in Cashman everybody wants to run him out of town um, Yankees up on the Kansas City Royals right now 2-1 top of the fourth Garrett Cole a little over three innings three hits one run and six strikeouts uh, we come back we'll kick off our number three right here on 98.7 ESPN